to the John of All Trades podcast, episode 287. Your host, John X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you back once again. And because I'm already a day late, we're going to make this quick. I welcome back to the show this week, Sean Merrick. The last time Sean was on this show was late 2018. And at the time, he was a podcast producer for Podcast One, one of the biggest podcast networks in America. Since then, he has picked up a new gig. He's podcast engineer for WWE. That's right, World Wrestling Entertainment. As Sean and I are both huge wrestling dweebs, this was an awesome development. And Sean just recently returned from his very first WrestleMania. And I'm not talking about backstage as an employee or a podcast engineer. I'm talking about ever. So he got to go to the biggest wrestling event of the year and be there in a professional capacity. How cool is that? So naturally, once he got home after a very exhausting week, as you might expect, I wanted to hear all about it. So that's exactly what we do here. We sit down on the show. He gives me some stories. He talks about what it's like to podcast during a pandemic, what it was like being backstage at the biggest wrestling show of the year, shares a few anecdotes. We commiserate over some of the realities of podcasting and also some of its joys. But overall, Sean mostly just paints a picture of what it's like to work behind the scenes at WWE, which is so much fun. I can barely handle it. That's coming up in just a second, but first, a plug for our production company, Deft Communications. Since we're talking podcasting with a podcaster, I may as well share with you that I produce podcasts professionally. Not just this show, but three others. I can help you conceptualize the show. When people ask me to consult on podcasts, they think we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the technical. What equipment do I need? What editing software do I need? Questions like that. And sure, we talk about some of that, but that's not the most important question you should be asking about any show you're thinking of creating. What are those questions? You got to hit me up if you want to find out, because I will not only give you the right questions to ask, but also the right frame of mind in which to answer them. In addition to that, I'm also a PR and communications consultant. So any type of communications activity you're undertaking, I can help you with that as well. I've worked on award-winning campaigns. I began my career at one of Denver's most prestigious PR agencies. I worked in-house for a number of years, and now I've been on my own for the last six years. And if you want your organization to tell its story better, hit me up. The website is deftcommunications, D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. You want to email me? That's john at deftcom dot U-S. J-O-N at D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. We can talk podcasting. We can talk PR. Hell, we can talk wrestling if you want to, just like we're about to do. But whatever the case, get in touch with me. I'd love to connect with you. Now then, speaking of wrestling, let's get to this week's episode. Number 287 features Sean Merrick. He's a podcast engineer with WWE. The money's in the rematch, baby. It's our second time together. He's a great dude. And let's get to the chat. Episode 287 with Sean Merrick starts right now. What my duties were were to go down there and re- record a a show on Friday with a new day. I was down there on, on Saturday with my with my Zoom H6N. I, I got my. We're recording this on a Zoom H6. It's not an H6N. And like I saw the photo, I think on Instagram of you in the back seat, yeah, with the shotgun mic. Yeah, um, Big E's driving. You yes, yes. you got your shotgun mic. You got the you got the cans on. And you're recording. What are you recording? Saturday, we were recording stuff for ATV. Okay, so and after the bell. We were doing that, and Vic Joseph was with us, uh, who is kind of like the de facto co-host of the show now, right. Corey Graves. And we went around, and we were, uh, you know, just trying to grab some folks to get some information, you know, get some, get some, uh, get some talking going on. We ended up getting uh, Stephanie McMahon. I think I feel like there's one other person I'm missing. But we also ended up recording, uh, you know, some stuff that, you know, for future, for future use. Okay. Um, you know, just trying to, you know, just keeping ourselves, you know, busy. And also I was getting some, you know, some diegetic sound for uh, what I'm working on on Sunday, which is uh, we're doing an audio diary of uh, Big E. Nice. Right after the bell, which is something I've been working on all day. 
that 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 was mentioned and something else too. Well, and I mean, this isn't coming out for we're we're recording this on a Tuesday. This isn't coming out for like a week and a day. And oh, okay. So then it'll probably be close to that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I don't think we're breaking any news here, but this is Sean Merrick, previous guest on the show. When you were on the show before, you were with Podcast One, uh-huh. and you were producing Stone Cold's podcast. You were producing. Number of other things. I mean, you worked on a ton of shows when you were with Podcast One. As is the way. <laughs> right. Uh, not the Gargano way, but the way of Podcast One. <clears throat> now you're with WWE. Mm-hmm. You are podcast engineer. You work on After the Bell. You work on the New Day show. And so I saw you down there, and I, I have to admit to you, I was insanely jealous <laughs> at, at the photo of you having brunch with the New Day because I'm like, man, I'd love <laughs> to have brunch with the New Day. That would be so cool. You work with those guys a lot. What are they like outside the ring? They're pretty cool. You know, I mean, I, I don't really know them as well as some of the other people on the staff do. Well, sure. Uh, I mean, do, you're doing this mostly remotely, right? You're recording yeah. kind of via Zoom most of the time, right? Yeah. The, the the actual interactions I've had with the New Day in person have been very far and few between because of the of the panorama. and <laughs> the, the panorama. <laughs> Uh, so I got to, I've only got to beat them a few times, and uh, Biggie is uh, one of the funniest people have to, I've had the pleasure of working with. You know, I mean, he's 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 a very introverted person, as you could you. And this is not like anything breaking news. Like you could hear it on the podcast. Sure, he talks a lot about just being you know kind of like a chill guy. You know, he's not like he always is on TV, but you know the guy's got the guy the guy's a lot of fun to be around and. Uh, Kofi is super chill. Woods is super chill. You know, Woods has got Woods has got a ton of stuff going on. You know, the yeah. guy's always just just percolating. You know, that's the best word for me. He's just percolating with with ideas, and uh, so he's, he's he's really cool to to to, to know. And, uh, and Kofi is just just a cool dude. I actually, you know, it's it's cool because I I went to I, I he's from Boston because you went to Emerson, great. right? And so like yeah. You, so I mean, you know the area. Like you, you were pals with Oni Lorkin, not pals, but like you know Oni Lorkin. I met Oni Lorkin way before he was Oni Lorkin. Right. He was. What, what was his name back then? It was like Biff, Biff Busick. Busick. Yeah. Yeah. In which uh, shortly after he appeared in my short film Smart, <laughs> as because uh, I just was like, hey, I need a wrestler. I need a wrestler to do this opening beginning thing, and he showed up at my, my apartment in Alston, Massachusetts. And we shot in my in my stairwell hallway nice. with me and uh, the lead as uh, something and, and uh he he you know he had you know he came right from work and he cha- had a change of my 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 bedroom, you know. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, my my wife came home and she goes and yeah, it was after all this had taken place and she came home and she goes, It smells like dude in there <laughs> <laughs> You know and I was like, Yeah, well well, that'll the happen. This man was in there changing. Well, it reminds me of like, and I, I'm not going to tell any of his stories because Nick Gossert is a promo uh, promoter here with Lucha Libre yeah. and Laughs, and he'll like fly out talent and he'll tell me stories about like Chris Hero sleeping on his couch, mm-hmm. and you know Cassius Ono to the WWE universe, but Chris Hero when he's elsewhere. And I'm like, man, that like that's so wild to me. And he's told me these stories about you know folks who've flown in, like Keith Lee came through, uh, Lucha Libre and laughs. And it's so cool to hear about these stories, which is one of the reasons I want to have you on, is because you know you'll talk about Woods being a Boston guy, and one of my favorite Xavier Kofi. or Kofi, I'm sorry, right, Kofi, yeah. Kofi being a Boston guy, and you talk about Woods having all this stuff going on, and. As you know, as we've talked about many times, one of my favorite guys is Tyler Breeze. Yes. And Woods and Breeze are really close. Uh, am I right? Yes. And so, like, Woods even helped Breeze come up with that Tyler Breeze character. Yeah. And so... Woods, that's something that I've come to realize, you know, working closely with the New Day is just that guys like Woods and Breeze are were very integral in regards to helping other people at... FCW and then the, the, and the developmental just kind of do stuff creatively, you know, because they're, because they're so creative and, you know, that really uh, is something that uh, I feel like a lot of people may not really realize, but, you know, there's a reason why somebody like Sasha Banks is Sasha Banks because, you know, they really helped bring, they helped her out, you know, just kind of 
figure some stuff out creatively and you sure. sometimes just need that. So yeah, no, they're, they're super, uh, you know, they're super, uh, important when you, when you, when you break it down. Yeah, no, 100%. So you get to work with, for anyone who doesn't know, I mean, how often is the new day podcast is it weekly? Yeah. New days weekly and, uh, after the bells weekly as well. Okay. So you get to interact with a lot of these people and occasionally, you know, like I'll see episodes come out and I go, Oh man, it must've been cool that Sean actually got to sit in and, and see some of these folks like, or, or listen to these folks, like tell their stories and, you know, you're the mm-hmm. podcast engineer. So you're kind of the man behind the curtain when it comes yeah. to this. And I go, wow, like what, what a neat sort of way to, to experience the business. Cause you and I are both lifelong wrestling fans. Yeah. And I'm curious, like you working on shows like this and kind of getting to see these folks more in a natural element, not when they're on the camera, but when, when they're just sort of talking and, and being a little bit more themselves, how has that been for you? Like, what's that been like? And, um, has it taken any of the fun out of watching wrestling for you? No, I mean, if anything, you know, doing a lot of the podcast stuff, and this is just how the nature of the business, nature of the business for me is that doing a lot of podcast stuff kind of takes the joy out of podcasting for me. Oh, yeah. It just, yeah, you know, because I, that's all I ever do. But uh, the wrestling, it's it just it's it's a uh, it's it is it's a unique perspective to have, seeing how some of these people like you know kind of being the guy to be like, hey Tyler Breeze, you know we need to check your audio, right. you know hey you know we need to we need to see you know if your if your router is working properly because I mean because this because every I mean everything has changed yeah with regards to this you know this uh, pandemic you know everybody's having to do stuff like we're doing right now. And I mean, you and I, since we do it easily, you know, I mean, you're already set up and I got, you know, my headset. Yeah. And, you know, it took us a matter of like a couple of seconds just to figure that out. Yeah. And I was doing my audio check here. Like, and that's one of the nice things for me is I know this is what you do for a living. And so like I, there's technical considerations that I don't have to worry about talking with you, but not Mm -hmm. everyone's set up that way. So yeah, I hear you on that. So you have to kind of take that into account, especially, you know, you know, you're asking like, uh, you know, the iconics, like, Hey, could you, could you, can we, do you have any other rooms you can use or something, <laughs> right. you know, but you have to, but you have to also keep it in consideration, you know, like stuff they might have in their house, you know, and you have to be like, Hey, do you not want to have that picture shown? You know, yeah. there's a lot of things that, you know, we're, we're, we're having to worry about because we're in a different world, you know. And and in some of, ways of, it's of almost it's it's almost more intimate in that way because you're seeing people like I I interviewed the lead singer of the band Make War, which is this punk band on Fat Records, one of my favorite new bands. They're just tremendous. And he hops on, I'm like, "Dude, we're just like in your bedroom." So like that I I'm totally with you from a podcasting perspective because you're getting a glimpse into someone's home in a way that you would never ever get otherwise and like I'll I'll take one photo for each of my shows mm. but like people will look at them and I mean he had all these guitars on his wall and stuff and uh it's like oh man so that's where that guy who makes the music I love just sleeps yeah like or that's or that's where that's where uh you know we every time we talk to Big E it's like he does it in his kitchen right and it's like it's like okay so a few feet away that's where he he cooks his meals that's where right. that's where this massive superstar of 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 wrestling and entertainment uh washes his dishes you know totally because that because it's you know it's mere feet away and it's it's very strange yeah it's a very strange deal now and it, it but it, it sucks because it makes me wish that we were doing this so much more in the person sure just for the simplicity of things like i really miss the simplicity of being like okay i've got my board you know, I've got my, uh, my mics and everything. I got my computer, and all you guys need to do is talk. And if you're a little bit loud, I, you know, I pull you down, I pull, I pull you up because I've had to do that. You know, early on when I first started, you know, we taped to, uh, you know, taped New Day with the Usos, you know, and there's five dudes just <laughs> having a blast, you know, right there in front of you, and you got to be like, okay, you know, people are getting loud, people are getting soft, people are moving around. You know, it's 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 a full it's a full body experience. You know, when yeah. you're when you're working with some talents like that, you know, especially just being behind the board. You know, you just got to just got to keep your ears out. And I think uh, it's interesting because 
I when I we were taping this New Day thing this other day, we use a, a Zoom L8, which is like this big board that essentially yeah. is like a like a big Zoom. Which, by the way, the Zoom recorder and then the Zoom program. Like <laughs> you're talking about hardware versus software, right? But I'm saying like the name. Yeah, no, I agree. So yeah, like uh, the hardware is what I'm actually recording this on. Like mm-hmm. like my Zoom H6. I agree with you. Uh, not many people actually understand this problem, but and and like the way that we're communicating with each other, the Skype esque thing we're doing, the Google Meet esque thing we're doing is also called Zoom. Is that what you're referring yeah. to? Yes, yes. Yeah. It's, it's it's very. If you, I, I know what it means, you know what it means, but and I'm certain your most of your listeners know what it means. Wait, well, but like, who knows, man? Like, I. I I assume they're all switched on, you know. <laughs> That's, I give them a lot of credit. I, I really appreciate you uh, grafting that onto my listeners, just having, like, the <laughs> highest level of tech savvy. That is, in fact, my audience. Best but, audience in podcasting, except for yours, of course. But I was, you know, I was using this board. It's my first time in a year using this board, you know. And, and you know, I tested it out the night before, you know. I tested all the XLRs. Yeah. Tested all the mics. And... You know, I still was trying to figure out like the right kind of position for the yeah. audio, making sure everybody's not too loud, not too soft, you know, and trying to make sure that you know I could hear, you know, in the you know I could hear I could hear everything properly, and every you know just keeping an eye out for people with the mic positioning. It just but you know there's a few times I didn't do that, so it's like okay, well, you know, you you got to learn from these mistakes, you know, as, as you're going on the road, right? haven't done this in like a year. So there's a little bit of stuff that, especially over this past weekend, I was like a little bit out of practice. Totally. You know, and I, and I learned, you know, I, I kind of, you know, was, was talking, was talking through it and I'm like, okay, you know, I, I will do this better next time. That's the thing about working for WWE. And I don't know how many kind of questions, what kind of questions you want to ask me about it, but like something that I've come to realize with the, the team that I work with, everybody's like there for each other. People, will be there, you know, for you if you need a an upload or a computer or something to get your job done. Nice. You know, there is somebody there that could help you out. I think everybody that works, when you work there, you realize how insane it, it could get at any moment. <laughs> and you have, to be, you have to be ready and you have to be smart. And there's, you know, and saying there's a few things this weekend that I did. I was like, man, you know, I should know better than because this is how it is. You have to be prepared. And then you know, you just have to you have to course correct. But it, it gets it gets so crazy all of a sudden. I mean, you, you started with WWE what how how long before the pandemic was it that you got on board there? I started in the first week of February. February so, of twenty twenty? Of twenty twenty. Okay, so like literally a month or so before everything shut down. Yeah, it was something where it was like the everything shut down like we were i was supposed to go to detroit and then everything got moved to like orlando so i was okay. there for like a day and we had to like do you know we had to get something done you know but yeah. we nobody really you know this was like right when everybody was like everything was kind of shut down yeah no one really knew still, anything no nobody really knew everybody's still kind of just doing their thing but at the same time we're just like oh yeah whatever this is gonna blow over it after <laughs> about a you know, about a month or so. Yeah, I was in yeah. I was in Phoenix, Arizona when it happened, and yeah. like we landed in Phoenix the day the NBA shut down, and yeah, that was like kind of the first domino to fall. Yeah, I think uh, once once the sports team started uh, going down, that was really uh, you, you kind of had to take it seriously. I think you know, but the final straw for me was when Lucha Libre and Last canceled their show. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is for real now. <laughs> totally, but. So it, it's funny to me because I was going to ask, it doesn't sound like it, but I mean, for the first time in a while, this was your first time backstage at WWE, right? Uh, what were you, WrestleMania? Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's kind of, it's kind of like, you know, like, like an athlete, you, you come back from training, you know, you come back from an injury and then you get right back into it, Yeah, you know, and you have to perform at the top at the level you're expected to perform at the top at the highest level right. that you were performing at at before everything uh you know went to shit and this was probably like that's the equivalent of that because all of a sudden we're getting thrown into I'm, getting, I'm thrown into not only the first show back 
with fans after a year, but like literally the biggest show <laughs> in wrestling. Yeah. For two nights. Not, you know, the first time they're doing this in two nights for two, for multiple people, for fans. And there was a weather delay. Yeah. It was crazy. It was, it was nuts. Like just seeing like the company trying, you know, seeing how everybody's trying to like handle it and they did it. Dude, and the thing that was amazing to me watching it back is it seemed like there were a bunch of off-the-cuff interviews backstage. Yeah. And I, I don't want to say shockingly, but they were really great, like, by and large. Like, uniformly pretty entertaining. Yeah. And, and so everyone kind of at the drop of a hat is ready to be like, okay, yeah, we need content here. We're live. It's the biggest show of the year. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. And so... You know, like Shane McMahon comes up and cuts a great promo about his match with Braun Strowman. Yeah. And like just one after another, and you go, man, everyone's just lined up to help. And so that segues me into a question. And so bear with me because I went to TakeOver War Games in Chicago in November of 19. It was probably my favorite live event I've seen just because I had my favorite seats I've ever had. And so I was I was on the hard camera side, not facing the hard camera, but on the same side as the hard camera. And there's a bunch of people, like technicians, a few rows in front of me doing I don't even know what. But what was amazing to me was the sheer amount of equipment and the sheer amount of people that were doing any number of jobs in front of me. And so I'm curious, that leads me to this question. Having just gotten a small snapshot of that as a fan... I wanted to ask you, being backstage, seeing all these different types of workers doing all different types of jobs, what was that like? And can you give me kind of a picture of what it felt like backstage at the biggest show of the year? The way, best way to describe it is like imagining what it's like backstage at the Oscars. Okay. Where you've got performers, everybody's, you know, in like various stages of preparation. <laughs> And like various stages of preparation. I kind of like that. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, and, 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 you know, and everybody's, you're, you're trying to figure out like all the steps that have to go in between the thing that have to, that it's leading up to the match. So everybody, you know, so I mean, obviously, you know, productions are going on and, you know, and, and people are working on, you know, things for entrances and golf carts just zooming around <laughs> I mean that that's no joke because people you know you need to get you know from point A to point B. I it's mean, a huge I, stadium. It's a huge stadium which I made multiple laps around. Like I would just be walking. Like I'm, I had huge. I had like a huge huge blisters on my feet because <laughs> uh, because the way that the company is, it's like you know it's you know it's a WWE, so you got to dress to the nines yeah. for WrestleMania. You know, and you know I'm dressed in you know my finest suit, wearing my finest dress shoes, and uh, you know. Just it, it was well. You don't want the hurt hardcore. business throwing shade at you, you know. No, for, you for your see, fashion, you gotta you say you gotta be you gotta be you gotta be dialed in, and it's hardcore. But I love. I mean, I, I was telling people, it's like I would I would do it all again in a heartbeat. Sure, because you know that's the kind of that's the kind of podcasting I like. You know, when you're on the ground and you get you. I mean, when you, when there's podcast when there's sweat, there's sweat going on podcasting. Yeah, and. I, I dig that, you know, because I've had those experiences before when I was working for Levity and working for Podcast One. You know, I mean, you just have this insanity of trying to get what you need to get, you know, because it's content. Content must happen. <laughs> and, and it's going to happen somehow. And everybody else around you is doing the same thing, you know, and they're, yeah. it's nuts. Like, you know, like it. <laughs> One of the things that was very surreal to me was one of the times, this is, it wasn't a WrestleMania, but like you go backstage and there was a, there was a, I think it was a SmackDown where like Braun Strowman fought Elias in like a match where they had a bunch of weapons. Right. And like there were instruments and you go backstage and you just see like dudes that work for the company just working on these weapons, these, these, <laughs> these instruments and just getting yeah. all sorted out. And, and it's just like, what the hell is going to happen with that? Like, <laughs> right. you don't know, you don't know, but then it happens. And you're like, oh, okay. And that was, that was totally worth it. You know, cause that's the thing. That's like the people that are working on this stuff. Like these are the people that know their shit. Yeah. So I don't know that. I just find that fascinating. You know, the people that work there, like I remember getting one of my first times there and just seeing uh, the crew guys 
just sitting in the in the in the parking lot because they would call come on this bus, mm-hmm. and they just sit in the parking lot with like a like a like a shitty grill, just sitting there on some lawn chairs, and I'm like, man, those guys probably got stories. <laughs> I can only imagine. Here. Yeah, um, it, it reminds me of uh, one of my favorite things in pop culture. I had three loves growing up, right? So it was uh, WWE Pro Wrestling number one, the Chicago Cubs, and punk rock. And so every summer would be the Warp Tour, mm-hmm. and you'd hear bands talking about the Warp Tour, and you know talking about like there was always a band that was like the grill band, and they would have to like it was usually someone who was new to Warp Tour, and they'd have to grill for all these bands every single night. And there were people behind the scenes at the Warp Tour, and I'm like, those are the guys I want to talk to. You know what I mean? So exactly to your point, just these road dogs, no disrespect to the road dog, of course. Yeah. But these guys who have been with the company for a long time have seen everything and just continue day after day. That's fascinating to me because for all that we watch as fans, right, we see this and we see the finished product. And occasionally Mm -hmm. you get a glimpse behind the curtain, like, you know, a movie like Beyond the Mat will come out. And, you know, I think about Royal Rumble 99 and The Rock grabs a writer. You know, maybe it's Brian Gewertz or someone. I don't know who it is in the movie. Yeah. But he's just, like, practicing this promo that he's going to cut. And we get to see that happen as he just, like, grabs him in the hallway and they do it real quick. Mm -hmm. And then they cut in the film to him doing the final product and it's just like we heard. So Mm -hmm. you being backstage, seeing people in... How did you put it? Various states of getting ready. Yeah. That to me is fascinating. You know, so like night two of WrestleMania, maybe Natalia and Tamina are getting ready to go out for their match. Yeah. But in the background, you know, maybe Riddle is talking with someone else because he's got a match later in the card against Sheamus. And so like everyone like has their spot and it's all kind of sequenced in a weird way, but everyone's in a different state of getting ready. That to me is yeah. just fascinating. The way all the gears yeah. have to turn simultaneously. That's that's the thing. That's the beauty of working for the company. And I, I mean, I, I know it's, you know, it's kind of obvious because that's what companies do. You know, that's what big companies are all about. Yeah. But, you know, but I think WWE is just a certain kind of chaos. But like, <laughs> uh, it's almost like, like they like to say, a controlled chaos, a controlled frenzy or whatever. But yeah. that's what it is. That's actually really what it is. It's like this frenzy of just like activity and people you know just in various states of prep and you're just like man that that and but then but then all of a sudden they go they go out there and you're just like oh that i wouldn't even thought that you know this took hours or you know whatever just to get to that point you know because you don't you don't you don't get to see it but but when you do see it you know you're like man that you you really appreciate those people that do that so yeah and 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 then all all of a sudden they're on right like yeah and the thing about the work for the kind of tying into the podcasting thing is the podcasting is the same way a lot of people don't realize the work that goes into a podcast and actually making something happen sometimes if you just don't understand that people don't take it seriously i just have to say man i mean you, you know the fact that I'm running around from point A to point B with a Zoom in my hand and a microphone recorder looking like a psycho, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, think about it. You but you're know? not alone looking like a psycho backstage. I got, yeah, I got, my, I got my, my, you know, my, my, uh, my higher up with me. Well, and not even know? him, dude. Like, it's a traveling freak show because if you think about it, like, so <laughs> was The Fiend on night one or night two? He was night one because it was the first match. Okay. Oh, no, wait, no, night two, excuse me. Yeah, no, it was night two, because night one, first match was Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. So it was first match in night two. There's someone around there, and I I don't know the logistics of how this works, who has to wheel out and prep a giant jack-in-the-box. Yes. And so, like, you walking around with a microphone, you've got to be relatively tame (laughs) <laughs> by comparison to some of the stuff that's going on back there. Yeah, I mean, it, it's something where it's, it's weird because I, to me it seems weird, but also there are people walking around, you know, shooting docks. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. You know, like, like something, something for Peacock or whatever, right, where it's like a Chronicle yeah, or a 365 or whatever, yeah. Yeah, Day Ofs or whatever. I have, I have some friends that, you know, work on these on these docks. Yeah. 
and you're there and it's like you're constantly like getting your footage running back dumping it you know making sure it's proper getting back out there you know yeah. You know, making sure, making sure that you're on time with, you know, you're in sync with the person that you're, that you're following or the people that you're, you're tracking down. That and pod, the podcasting part was a lot like that, you know, this time. And uh, you, you know, because it, it's a we're kind of new, so it, you know, we did it. It wasn't like it was a steady stream of stuff, but it was enough to the point where, because think about it, you're in this giant arena, so you know, if somebody's like, hey, so and so is going to be there for a couple of minutes. And you know you're over, you know you're over uh, the other side. It's like, well, you got to find your way there. Maybe somebody could take you on one of those carts. Like I remember just zipping around with all these WWE superstars doing their thing, and just I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to describe it. It's something where I'm old enough to be cool, right, and be professional, but I'm also still young enough and still enough of a mark to for it to be like, holy shit, you know, yeah. I, I'm. This is this is a, a wild situation that I'm experiencing, but at the same time, you know, I'm still cool as hell. Yeah, no, just it, doing my thing. Yeah, you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna turn into a total geek uh, around these guys. Uh, and no, gals. I mean, it, it, I think I think that's something that you know, you know, depending on your situation with the with that certain talent, you know, that's the thing. Like, you know, just people that have worked there forever that you know that know talent, you know, and then there's people like myself who you know they don't. They don't know me yet, you know, but, sure. you know, you, as long as you're cool, as long as you do your job, you know, I mean, I feel like this is all very, like, simple stuff. But no, the dude, it's... Stuff, but let me, let me just say this real quick. The simple stuff is the stuff that gets forgotten the quickest. Agreed. Um, but it's easy to get sort of distracted by your lifelong fandom. And yeah. I mean, I'll tell you, as someone who has done my show now for seven years, I've met some people I deeply—thank you very much—I deeply admire. So, like, I interviewed earlier this year Chris Demakes, who's the lead singer of Less Than Jake. Mm. Less Than Jake, I own every single album of. I've seen them live more than ten times. But it's like, no, like, I got to put on a good show. I got to ask him questions. I can't just gush and like yeah. fall all over myself when I'm talking to this guy just because I love his work so much. Like, yeah. no, man, I got a job to do, and there are people who want to hear this show. So, like, for you, kind of same deal. Like, that's what I hear you saying, and I totally relate to it. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's the content first. That's what it, right. you know, I think you have, you have to kind of look at it. It's like it's always content first. Everything else is that's second, you know, but content <laughs> right. is first. Get, get, it, get it up. Get it out. Make know. sure it's good. Like, Make I, sure it's good. You know, make sure you get what you need, you know, cover all your bases, you know, and then, you know, if it comes time to, to celebrate later, then you celebrate later. But, you know, you're in the midst of it now. I mean, but the thing is, what I, the one thing I do have to say as a fan, and it's like, it's weird because I'm technically working. Right. Yeah, you're on the but, job. But I'm on, I'm on the job and I'm out there with, you know, my all access pass. And I'm walking around, and I'm, I have access to just be like, okay, I'm going to go and pass through this part place by Gorilla just to get out on the floor. And these people, you know, people out there paid, you know, how much for their seats. And I'm just standing there, just looking at the, you know, going wherever I need to go just to grab some audio, you know, just talk to somebody or whatever. But I, or, or if I'm just, you know, and, and if I'm already done, just going to watch the match. You know, nice. and just be, and be, you know, be ready at a moment's notice if something needs to happen. But I'm watching, you know, the main event. And it's like, you know, it's right there. I mean, I, this is not only was it the first time back, but this was my first ever WrestleMania. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I've never been to WrestleMania myself. I could have sworn I thought you were. I thought you've been to like one. Before. No, I've been to a Royal Rumble. Mm. Um, and that, like, that was kind of a bucket list thing for me because the Rumble is like, that's, that's the event that's, I don't know. I get most moony-eyed over for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, like, no, I mean, I WrestleMania is WrestleMania, right? But, yeah. like, Royal Rumble was, was my event as a kid that I just grabbed onto for whatever reason. It was, it was the hook for me, so. Yeah. No, I, uh, I was just really, I guess, in a way, blessed because I'm like, man, like, I had the access to just walk out here, just watch the match, go back, do some stuff. I can, you know, come back out. You know, get some, get, do some work, watch the match. You know, it's crazy as a fan. 
you know, and it's crazy as a professional to be to have all those things merge into one. So, well, well, yeah. Well, Sean, for me, like hearing you talk about this, it's a coalescing of personal passion and then professional dedication. And it's yeah. so rare that those things come together in such a unique way. Yeah. And so hearing you describe that I, is just so cool to me. Well, something that is a, mo- a thing at WWE that they say is that you come to work, you gotta, you, you come to work like every day is your first day. You know, it's a, I feel like that's a, a, a way of life there, you know, and, uh, and I, I, that's what I treat it as because I don't know what to expect every day. You know, something could change in the moment. I mean, that's just podcasting in general too, but working for a company like WWE, it's like, that's like a whole nother level. Well, and sp- you know, you- especially after a pandemic too. Because uh-huh. you're you're kind of there for the first time in a year in person, so I'm I'm curious. I mean, you mentioned sort of the dress code, and you know, make sure that that you're dressed appropriately. Like, just as a fan, I mean, th- this is the only like dumb sort of fan based rumor I'm even going to ask you about. And this may this may be different due to COVID, but like the handshaking thing or saying hi to people, acknowledging is that a real thing, or is that is everyone so busy that it. At, at what you're doing, is that not as much of a thing? I don't know if it's as much of a thing for somebody in my position. Okay. It may, may be different for for other talent and other other departments. Right, like if you're a um, talent, that, that, that might be a bigger thing than if you're a podcast engineer. Yeah, but I also understand, too, that it would, it would, make, it would make sense that, you know, you don't want to have germs and stuff. Sure. You know, even this is even before the pandemic, you know, people just want to, you know, be safe or whatever, yeah. you know, and there's a certain amount of, you know, trust that goes into, you know, somebody going around just shaking everybody's hand and <laughs> right. whatever, you know, you kind of have to, I mean, it depends, it depends on who the person is too, but I know for me, you know, it's not, yeah, you know, I can't really speak, for, I, I can only speak for myself, you know, in my department, you know, or at least, you know, in the position sure. I'm in, so. Like you're there, you're making laps around the stadium. There's a lot of walking. You said you're you're worn out after the weekend. You do it all again. Uh-huh. Um, give me a sense while you were down there. How many hours a day? Like when did you start? When were you finished? And then was there any kind of time on the margins for you to enjoy it? Like I know you had brunch with the new day. I don't know if you were working technically during that. But I was like, working the whole time. The whole time, okay. So, like, give me, like, how long I mean, I had, were, I had, were your days? There's a, there a spot where I was, we were eating. Well, so yeah, you, would, you, you know, there's a thing where we didn't think, but I mean, I'm, you know, we're taping, and you know, um, you know, I'm enjoying myself while I'm taping. You know, I mean, a lot of the enjoyment, at least in my position, I feel like this is probably like that for somebody that was, if, if you're a fan. I mean, I can't, cause I, I don't know. I can't, I can't speak for everybody that works there, whether or not they're fans of the product and they just, or they just come to work and just do it as a job. I'm sure it varies, Yeah, but it doesn't feel like a chore. You know, it feels like <laughs> something that like, I'm, I'm lucky to even have this position. So I'm going to take advantage of every opportunity and do the best I possibly can in that moment. So even if I am having brunch with the new day, they got to be taken care of. If I'm out in the field watching, you know, some matches, you know, well, maybe I'll grab some of this audio because, you know, maybe I can use it, yeah. you know, for this project, projects that we're doing. You know, you never know when something might come up. So, yeah, I mean, I'm always, I'm always, uh, I'm always ready. I'm always excited. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a straight, it's a straight, you know, and it is the same. I mean, like, I mean, I'm up eight, nine, you know, I don't get back until like 12 midnight, you yeah. know, one, depending on how the Ubers are going. Sure. So, so it's a lot of, I mean, what you're describing, particularly on WrestleMania weekend, you're doing a lot of logging and capturing yeah. like some of it directly. Like, you know, like, okay, I want to log and capture this because it's going to go directly into this thing. Like it's very A to B, but yeah. some of it is also, I got to log this and capture this because it may be useful down the line. I don't know exactly when. Is that fair? It's possible, yeah. There's there's some projects and stuff that we're trying to, you know, you never know you might need something for. Like, I'll give you a perfect example of this. I was thinking about, so my wife and I watched the Broken Skull Sessions with Chris Jericho. I haven't seen any of it. It's but... terrific, by the way. Okay. Uh, I, I loved it. It was phenomenal. But... 
at one point, Jericho alluded to a promo that he cut. He's like, sometimes after the show would go off the air, Raw or SmackDown or whatever, we'd cut a promo for the fans and just, you know, hey, thanks for coming out, that kind of thing. And Jericho dropped an F-bomb after a SmackDown, after he won the main event. And I was thinking, you know, the cameras are still rolling. Someone still has to log all that footage and archive it. And it has to, I imagine, I have no idea how it works, but I imagine goes into some sort of database. Yeah. And so you need to be able to find that because maybe 20-plus years down the line, Stone Cold is going to need it for the Broken Skull Sessions. You know, to to allude to it, and it's going to go into this piece for later. But it's it's a a moment in history that is not canon in terms of the viewing audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's yeah. all this extra stuff that exists, but when you reveal it, like two decades later, it comes mm-hmm. to matter and like gives some dumb Mark fan like me some moment of joy, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I think that's to your point. All this stuff deserves to be captured and archived, yet we don't always know when or how it's going to be deployed. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good point because, you know, like you said, I mean, there's a certain fan base that WWE caters to that appreciates these things. Right. And that and they and they know the best way to, to unleash and not unleash, but just they know the best way to utilize those items yeah. when they can. And uh, that's it, it. Again, it never ceases to amaze me when, like you said, you know, somebody's like, Hey, I got, I, you know, Hey, you got that clip of Chris Jericho swearing. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> when, you, when you need it. Or like, I know where to find it. Like, yeah. you know, I know where it exists maybe, or, you know, I even think about, one of my favorite network documentaries was uh, the Bret Hart Tom McGee thing. Um, yes, where that thing that was. was... My man, that, that was my man Giancarlo that shot that. Oh, no kidding, really? Yeah, that kid. That, yeah, my, my buddy Giancarlo. Like, that cat is uh, the cat is special, dude. And that thing, I mean, for like hardcore deep cut wrestling dweebs like yeah. me, I'm like, dude, we're actually going to get to see the Bret Hart Tom McGee match. I've read about this for how many years? I can't believe that actually happened. I, I still can't actually. I mean, I mean, there's so much bullshit that's that's happened over the years. The fact that that actually came to fruition that somebody that it just happened to show up in what was it? Was it Mary, 2020 or 20, 2019? Uh, it happened. Yeah, it was like nineteen, like Mary Kate Anthony. Yeah, I mean, she just, she just happens to have it. You know, it just happens to be there. And we go, this is like a miracle. Yeah, literally, that is the most wrestling miracle I think that's happened in such a long amount of time. Now, I mean, because because it, it, it puts the, the the grail of unreleased wrestling matches, like it throws that into a complete disarray. Yeah, like, like people don't. It, what's people don't understand? People don't understand. Like, you know, it'd be I'm trying to think how it would be, but it'd be like if you, if you love the show, The Office, and. <laughs> There was a missing episode, you know, that they totally, taped, you know, just for fun. And it was, ne- you know, and you've heard about it, but you've never seen it, you know, but then you, and then it comes out and then they're like, oh, yeah, but then they did this one. And now, no, now you got to wait. But you don't, but you don't even know. Or, or you don't even know what's left. Yeah. Or there's like some deleted scene from The Office where, right, right. I, like, I can't, I can't even, I can't even think of what the scenario would be. You know, Michael makes out with Pam or something, right? Where you go, that that is an impossible thing. Like, why would they ever run that storyline? There's no way that exists. Uh, yeah. And and it's like, no, we shot that scene, and then it was lost in a fire, right? And you go, well, okay, so it didn't happen, um, or maybe it did because you have all these anecdotes from all these other people that it did. But what's funny is now that that is on the network. And that you know, there's like Buzz Sawyer versus Tommy Rich, Last Battle of Atlanta. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was just like, oh yeah, we have it. it. Just doesn't have any commentary, and I'm like, fuck it, I'll watch like, it. Who cares? Like, it doesn't matter. I don't need the commentary. I just want to see the thing that I've read about for all these damn years. You, you, you know what I love too is watching those things and being like, eh, it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, all right, all right. I guess I'm good. You're such you a know? dick. Like, <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, that was fine. Um, you know, thanks for thanks for uh, you know thanks for all the the memories you know 
But, uh, yeah, but that's crazy. But that's something that's crazy now is that, like, yeah, I mean, the holy, like, the idea of what a holy grail is in wrestling footage is is a complete disarray now because, like, well, what else is there? I mean, right. there's, like, a few other, there's a few, maybe, like, uh, the Road Warriors or uh, LOD losing the title to Money Inc. or something or something. There's, like, some matches that were, like, yeah, so-and-so. Oh, yeah, dude, that took place in Denver. And so, like, so, I mean, right in our hometown. Were you there? No, of course not. If I were oh. there, I wouldn't have stopped talking about that for the last 27 years. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, <laughs> That's right. You probably would have told me when you met me. Yeah, been like, uh, yeah like, no, hey, I was no. at that one. Uh, I did, however, see Men on a Mission versus Bastion Booger and IRS at a house show. That was not the same. No, like, so it's funny, you know, and I'm just listening to you talk about capturing whatever it is. Who knows, man? Um, yeah, who knows? And so it's it's cool that that this is your your job is part of building or contributing to this mythology in even your own small way. Yeah, that's the thing about podcasting too that I love. You know, because it's even like it's like you're adding to this world of content. You know, you never know who's going to appreciate it. Just the fact that you know. Like you do your show and I'm out there doing my thing and you never know when this is going to affect somebody in some way, you Dude, know, just, 100%. Yeah. It, it's so weird. People will tell me, they're like, Oh, I listened to that show you did. I'm like, which show? And they'll tell me like, that was like four years ago that I did that show. How did yeah. you find it now? And like, why, why did that have relevance for you now? And here's the thing. It doesn't matter. They found it. It exists for them in their memory, like in the present. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's one of those things that will exist forever, and it stands as a testament. And I love mm-hmm. that about podcasting, too. It's like my favorite thing about it. So I, yeah. I, I no, totally I, agree I, with I, you. I live, I, li- yeah, I live that life, man, and uh, as do you. And it just, it's such a, such a wild ride. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Sean. I think this was it. Do you have any parting story that you'd like to leave us with? Anything that we haven't covered? Anything from the weekend mm. that you go? Here is just a snapshot of what it was like. Anything at all? Do you have something? Without getting into specifics, I will say that WWE legends love catering. <laughs> okay, it's really. Uh, I don't know. It's just something where I, every time I would go to catering, you know, for, and I wasn't in catering that much, but you go in there and you'd just be like, that guy's here again. Like, what's he doing here? Yeah. Like, why are they always here? There's other stuff. There's, there's a mania going on. What are they doing? Like, telling stories to each other? No, they're just there eating. All right. They're just eating sandwiches and eggs and prime rib, whatever. It's just like, what, what are you doing? It's crazy. Well, hey man, hey, who can turn that down? Right. I, you know what? I you know what? If I was the same way, you know, if I heard just like you know what, we're gonna induct you to the Hall of Fame, or we're gonna have you come do a segment, but you get to also have uh, have your fill of Coke Zeros. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Sign me up. <laughs> Why I'll not? Bring my right? cargo pants. <laughs> I wear cargo pants and fill them. That's what I'm gonna do. You're like uh, one of the technicians from Wayne's World. Like you know when Rob Lowe comes up and tells him you got to put Noah Vanderhoff on the show. And one of his technicians is like he has his shirt folded up over his belly and he's like stuffing Doritos into it. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, no, that like you go to free catering, it's like totally, I I could be that guy. Yeah, no, that's the thing. I was like, you know what? Much respect. Yeah, much respect. Much love, and also thank you for the years of entertaining me. It's still real to me. Damn it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, all right, perfect. Here's the time on the show when we do plugs, Sean. Where can people find you? What WWE podcast should they listen to, and where can they find those? Well, first and foremost, WWE podcasts are on all of your Apple podcasts, uh, Stitcher, uh, Spotify. Uh, at the After the Bell with Corey Graves and Vic Joseph. Uh, Feel the Power. New the New Day. Feel the Power is out as well. So and uh, yeah, you never know. We'll come out with some new stuff. You know, keep an eye, keep keep your ears open for uh, new stuff from Positivity Podcasts. You know, who knows when, but uh, you know, keep keep your ears open for all these new episodes. You know, we're we're always we're, you know we're always you know we're only a year old. You know, nice. just over a year old. You know, we're trying stuff, man. You know, and we're having fun. 
you know, and you know, you give just because it's WWE doesn't mean it's not cool. It's your if you're a wrestling fan, it's your fandom doing podcasts. What else do I need to tell you? There you go, man. Yeah, and uh, as far as my myself goes, uh, I'm at Angry Hero Sean on Twitter and Instagram. Worst collection ever with my wife Jen uh, Jen Stansfield Merrick. Uh, we talk about comic books. That's our podcast. You can find that everywhere else, too, on Apple and everything. So please uh, give that a listen when you can. And, uh, John, thank you, man. You're a stud. You're a blast to talk to. And uh, thank you for having me on. Well, you know what? In the words of Bender, shut up, baby. I know it. But, Sean, I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you what. We're both fully vaxxed. Let's get together in real life here soon. And, uh, it's going to happen. We'll, we'll watch some wrestling. And I wish you continued success, my brother. Right on. Thanks, brother. And that's the go-home cue as we count one, two, three on episode 287 of the John of All Trades podcast. Give me that awful pun. Thanks, Sean Merrick, for being on the show, giving us a snapshot to peek behind the curtain of what WrestleMania is like. Great fun. I can't wait till we can watch some wrestling together in person. Let's pay some love to our sponsor, 4Degrees, the number 4, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Anything you're doing online, 4Degrees can help you do it better. Whether you're building a website, building a community, doing online advertising, social media marketing, doing targeted email campaigns, whatever it is, 4Degrees can help you do it better than you're doing it right now. Get in front of the people who need to hear your message most. 4Degrees can help you with that message and also identify the audience. So be sure to hit them up, the number 4, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. John of All Trades Podcast is on social media. J-O-A-T Pod is the handle. That's Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, and Instagram. Exclusive episode previews go up on Mondays. New episodes drop, usually, on Wednesdays. That's available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your pods. No matter what you're listening on, hit that subscribe button. Brand new episodes will come directly to you. Don't even have to do anything. As long as you're there, hey, pay me some love. Leave a rating, leave a review. I'm out of here for this week. Got a brand new episode coming next week. It's a good one. A little bit different flavor, but that's what we do here on this show. John of all trades, right? Live for the unknown. I hope you're getting vaxxed. I hope you're staying safe. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. I can't wait till we're all together again in real life. So, until I hear you again, say goodnight, Gracie. That's good, Johnny.